chapter number one. Sure is good to be back with you again, and uh, good to see your smiling faces. It's a good looking crowd tonight, with one or two exceptions. God's good, isn't He? All the time. Second Timothy chapter number one, verse number seven. The Bible says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, in all honesty, this verse for many years and for a long time now, has been sometimes misused to browbeat people that has, you know, physical ailments, mental health issues. I want you to know that anxiety and depression are real. And many times they need medical attention. Don't let anybody shame you or say in, or tell you that you don't you're not trusting Jesus, you know, you're not you're not what you ought to be, so forth and so on. A lot of times you need to seek medical attention because of what's going on inside of our bodies. I want you to understand that tonight, okay? If I can be transparent with you once again, there, there has been times when I have had to take medication in order to help me get through some very difficult seasons of life. Okay? But there are some things in the Scriptures that the Bible teaches us that we need to understand about fear, about anxiety. The Bible says that that is not something that God has given us. That spirit is not of God when we begin to not trust Him about certain things in our life. And we want to talk about those tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank You for the opportunity to stand and, and preach, teach, share Your Word. Lord, I need help tonight. You know the struggles that I face daily. You know the struggle that I have faced today. God, I need you to give me clarity of thought. I pray that you would just open up your heart and pour it into mine and let me disperse it to your people tonight about this subject on how to handle fear. God, help us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There are many times that we are in violation of God's word when we're anxious. When we're fearful. As we live day by day, we encounter problems that bring fear to our hearts. I struggle. You struggle. Honestly, it's not the problem necessarily that causes the fear, but it's the lack of faith in God to handle the problem in our life. We who trust in Christ Jesus have truly been delivered from Satan's authority. I want you to understand that tonight. Satan does not have power over your life. He cannot dictate your life outside of the realm that God has allowed him to. And he, let me tell you something. Though. There was a preacher that said one time, he said, Satan may be the devil, but he's God's devil. 
God is still on the throne. God is still in power. We have been delivered from Satan's authority as a child of God. We have been delivered from the terrible enslavement to fear. F.B. Meyer said, God incarnate is the end of fear. And the heart that realizes that He is in the midst will be quiet in the midst of the storm. When our focal point, when my focal point of life is the Lord, our fears quickly run away. I shared this the other night. A friend of mine told me I was talking to him about some issues and some things that I was dealing with. And he said, Jason, don't look at what you shouldn't do. Don't try to focus on not doing what you shouldn't do, but rather focus on Christ Jesus. Because if you focus on Him, you can't focus on anything else. Boy, that spoke to my heart and that helped me. When our focal point of life is Jesus Christ, our fears quickly run away. The old hymn, you'll remember this, if you've been in church any amount of time, the old hymn says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, said, Get away from the world and nestle under God's wing. Exchange doubt for certainty. Fear for confidence. Faith laughs at what fear weeps over. Faith leaps over mountains at whose feet mere mortal strength lies down to die. Here's a good one. Write this one down. I think I have it on the screen. Fear is to Satan what faith is to God. Fear is to Satan what faith is to God. Here's another one. Faith does God's work, fear does Satan's work. Fear is that feeling of, of anxiety and, and, and dread or terror caused by, by danger. Maybe impending danger. It, it causes us to, to want to run. It gives us that fight or flight mode on the inside of us. And we, our heart begins to beat faster. Our chest tightens up. And, and we want to, to get away from our immediate situation. Everybody experiences that at some point in their life. Fear wears a lot of faces. Being worried about what others think of you. Or being anxious about getting accepted by others. Or being nervous Maybe while standing up to teach a class on a Wednesday night. Fear is the wrong use of imagination. It is anticipating the worst, not the best that can happen. Fear is the wrong use of imagination. It is anticipating the worst, not the best that can happen. It's that knot in the pit of your stomach that makes you wish you could just disappear and run away. I remember times in my life uh, when there would be a knock on the door when I was a pastor. And I would literally 
act like I wasn't at home because of the fear on the inside of me. I'm being transparent with you tonight. We can't escape fear. You're going to face it at some point. I don't care how big, bad, and tough that you think you are. Sir, you're going to have some fears. You've had some fears. And you're going to have some more. You can act like you're superwoman, ma'am. But I know the truth because I know that you're 100% human just like I am. And everybody else sitting here in this room tonight, you are going to have some fearful moments in your life. But the Bible tells us in the verse that we started with, God has not given us the spirit of fear. It's not of God. And there's times it's downright sinful. The Bible uses several words related to fear. When you read your Bible, you'll find the word afraid. You'll find the word terror, dread, anxious, tremble, shake, quake. Over 850 times. So I believe the Bible is well qualified to understand the subject that we're talking about tonight. Fear. It's real. Some things that many fear. What, what, what are some things that you fear? I heard somebody the other night talking about snakes. They don't like snakes. I believe that was Alicia. She'll, I'm calling, calling y'all out tonight. Spiders. Women. No, I'm just kidding. Democrats. No, I sh- did I say? I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But there are some things that we fear. Can I just give you a couple of them? Maybe it'll resonate with you just a little bit tonight. Fear of dying. What about the fear of dying? Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. And deliver, that means release, completely set free from bondage, hallelujah, them that who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'm glad that now death does not have that power over us anymore. That we, we have, death, death basically as the Bible teaches us, sets us free. Sets us free. When, when Jesus got up out of the grave, he went by death and, and hell and he snatched away the keys. We don't have to fear dying anymore. It's not the end, but rather it's just the beginning. Because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's just the beginning of the rest of our lives. We have a hope. It's a blessed hope. That we will forever be with the Lord. Believers are now free from the fear that permeates Satan's kingdom of darkness. For God has... Delivered us. Notice Colossians 1.13. 
God has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. We are now not of this world, but another world. And death is the doorway that opens that up for eternity. There is no fear in dying. He will give grace to us as we cross that river. What about the fear of failing? Man, as a business owner, I, I struggle with that one. Can I, can I be real with you? I, I struggle with failing. As a dad, I struggle with failing. As a husband, I struggle with failing. And my wife would go, hey, man, if she was in here tonight. Failing, I struggle, I struggle with that fear of I don't want to fail. I want to make it. I, I want to be successful. I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best business owner. I want to be the best Christian. There's a fear of failing. And so you reason that it's safer just sometimes in my mind, well, I just I'll just I just give up. And then then if I give up, I don't have to worry about failing. If I do it, I'll fail. Well, I mean, we become immobilized. An old farmer sat on his front porch. A stranger came along and said, how's your cotton coming? Ain't got none, he said. Ain't got none. Didn't plant none. Afraid of the boll weevil. Well, how's your corn? Didn't plant none of that either. Afraid of drought. Well, how's your taters? For y'all southern people, that's potatoes. Okay. How's your taters? Ain't got none. Scared of the tater bugs. The stranger finally asked, well, what did you plant? Nothing answered the farmer. I just played it safe. There's a lot of us as Christians just trying to play it safe. Because we're scared. We're afraid of failing. And when the servant of God obeys and trusts the word of God, he or she need not fear failure. Because we are Christ's. And when God sees us, and that's the most important thing, He doesn't see Jason. Jason, He sees Christ in me. 1 Kings 19 records the story of Elijah who had just defeated Jezebel's false prophets. And what was, what was Elijah's reaction? I mean, he had just, he's been up there and he defeated the false prophets for more than 400 of them. He had slayed them. And he gets word that Jezebel says, I'm going to kill him. See, I told you, scared of a woman. Watch this. Said, I'm going to kill him. He just killed, he had just killed over 450 prophets of Baal, slain them for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he gets word that Jezebel is going to kill him. And he takes off running for his life. That just don't make much sense to me. But do you know that fear doesn't make sense? There's sometimes fear just doesn't reason. Maybe from the outside looking in. And maybe even from the inside looking in. We don't even understand why we're afraid sometimes. But we are afraid. And Elijah, would he, he, he got scared and he ran. And James 5, 17 reminds us that Elijah had a nature like ours. 
I mean, it got so bad for Elijah that he went and he got up under a tree and he said, Lord, just kill me now. Just let me die. Just let me die. And I'll be honest with you, there's been some times in my life when it's been so bad in my mind. In my mind. Remember I said that. It's been so bad in my mind. I just want to die. I just want it to be over. I just wanted it to be done. And I know because Elijah has a nature like mine, and I felt that, then that tells me that you felt that. Lord, let me, just, just take me on now. There's some of you, maybe, maybe you've gotten the rope out. There's some of you that's maybe you've inhaled the gun in your hands. There's some of you that's sat in the bathtub with the razor blades right there on the ledge. You know what I'm talking about. You felt that in your soul, that hurt, that pain, that you're just tired. We're tired of failing. We're tired of getting nowhere. We're worn slapped to a frazzle. As daddy would say. We're hurting. Fear number three. Maybe it's the fear of dying. Maybe it's the fear of failing. But maybe it's the fear of being criticized. I mean we could go. Can I just be honest with you? We could go on and on tonight with the fear of. The fear of. The fear of. I just chose several. To focus on. But you have some fears. I mean I could go around the room tonight. And I, won't, I don't have the time to do that tonight. But I could ask you. What's your fear? Say Lonnie what's your fear? You tell me. Maybe some fear that you have. I could go to Pastor Jake and say Pastor Jake. What's one of your fears? He could tell me what one of his fears is. And we could go around the room tonight. You're thinking of maybe some fears in your mind. But these are some of mine. The f- fear of being criticized. Someone has said that. If your enemy cannot fool you, he will try to frighten you. And one of the ways he does that is the use of opposition, which can paralyze us with fear, maybe criticizing us. That fear can prevent us from living out the truth of Christ in us, the hope of glory. It may lead to compromise so that we give in in order to protect ourselves from criticism. Criticism and rejection. That's a fear of mine since I was a child. And I don't know where it came from. I don't understand it. But it bothers me to be criticized and rejected so bad. It hurts in my soul. It's fear. But that's not a godly fear. But nonetheless, it's a fear. And we're going to talk about it in just a minute on how to deal with these things. But I'm trying to bring these things up so that maybe we can relate and understand. You know, realize that that being criticized and us taking that soul to heart, you, you do understand that we are accepted by God, right? We are accepted by God. And the Bible says we, we are not now criticized, but rather the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them that believe. You can't criticize me because I'm in Christ. I'm Jesus's. I'm God's. 
We need not fret when Satan or his people throw their accusations at us. Often Satan will use people, maybe even Christians, to slander and accuse us. And we're tempted to fight back. Man, I used to want to stand up for myself and, and fight back and defend myself. But that's God's job. Those fiery darts, those fiery missiles should not be allowed to penetrate and hit the vital organs of our spirituality because we should rest on the finished work of Christ and realize that Ephesians 1.6 says we are accepted in the beloved and know that God's righteousness placed on our account will never be removed and we are safe in Jesus for eternity as our brother spoke about the other day we have eternal life no man can pluck us out of the Father's hand we are forever sealed until the day of redemption we are in Him know tonight that you are are Christ's. If you fear God, and in other words, reverence Him, you need be anxious about anything else, for you are safe in the Father's hands. So live your life in such a way that God could publish a book about you and you would not be ashamed for the world to read it. Live with eternity in view, and people and circumstances are less likely to make you fearful. The writer of Hebrews addresses fear of rejection and being left alone. Hebrews 13 and verse number 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God operates on the basis of faith which enables believers to resist the devil's chief operative tactics. And that's fear. If you live on the basis of faith, you can overcome the fears that you face in your life. Trusting God dispels the fears. Trusting God dispels the fears. Francis Burkett said, fear is generated. Fear is generated by unbelief. And unbelief strengthened by fear. Nothing can cure us of fear till God cures us of unbelief. Trust God. Let me give you this. <clears throat> what causes fear? There's two basic causes of fear. Let's talk about those for, for just a moment. Then we'll get to the meat of the message. And I've got to, to, to talk fast, so you better listen fast. Okay? There are two causes of fear. One is a guilty conscience. And the other is a lack of trust. A guilty conscience and a lack of of trust. Sin in your life that you haven't dealt with will cause you to fear. Because then you feel you have a right to being punished, and so you're afraid it's going to come. But remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that believe. You are in Christ Jesus, and He is a God of long suffering and mercy and grace. 
Or secondly, you're afraid because you don't think God can handle your situation. You don't think God is big enough to work out the problem that we're in. You're afraid you're going to die. You're afraid you're going to get sick. You're afraid your kids are going to get hurt. You're afraid the roof's going to fall in. You're afraid the demons are going to get you. Whatever it is, it comes from two things. A guilty conscience or a lack of faith. And now you can deal with both of those. A guilty conscience? What does the Bible say? 1 John 1, 9. I didn't put it up there, but somebody help me. If He is faithful and just to forgive us, our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Account settled. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, Keep short accounts with God. If you keep a short account with God, that will dwindle and dispel your fears. Keep short accounts with God. If you can sin and you can keep on going and, 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 and it not bother you and, 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 and it not hurt you from the inside and God not deal with you about it there's a problem because a heart for God will be a heart that hates sin I didn't say you wasn't going to sin didn't say you wouldn't struggle with sin a heart for God will hate sin And because of that sin in our life, we began to fear. We began to get anxious. And so get it out, deal with it, get with God, and allow Him to cleanse it out. A lack of faith, lack of trust. Get your Bible open. You want to know, how, well, preacher, how do, how, do I, how do I build my faith, Jason? How do I, how do, I do that? How, how do I strengthen my faith? Get in your Bible, open your Bible, read the Word of God, and begin to build your wall of faith. One brick at a time. One verse at a time. One chapter at a time. The first mention of fear is found in the Garden of Eden after sin had entered the world. And Moses records that Adam said he was afraid, so he hid himself. That sounds about right. We like to run and hide. When sin enters the perfect environment, mankind died spiritually. Adam and Eve, they were then alienated, separated from God. Their nakedness and alienation resulted in fear of God, being afraid of God. The God of love had become an object of terror. Note their first reaction as the result of fear was to hide. God never meant for mankind to live in fear. It was sin that brought fear. It was sin that brought being afraid. Sin causes us to fear which causes us to forget who God really is. Because, because faith and fear cannot coexist. Did you hear what I said tonight? Faith and fear cannot coexist. I'll say it one more time. Faith and fear cannot coexist. When we sin, it will bring about fear, which in turn focuses our eyes on the overwhelming circumstances, not on who the great I am is. When we get focused on the, our circumstance, we forget how big God is. 
how great God is, how magnificent God is, how He can handle our problem when we can't. Alexander McLaren wrote that only he who can say the Lord is the strength of my life can say of whom shall I be afraid. Isaiah 41.1 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isn't that a good God? Man, He's good. He's given us so many promises concerning the anxiety and fear that we carry around in our lives. Isaiah wasn't called to play it safe. Instead, God called him to confront kings, get in their face and to denounce mighty nations. And all around him there were these vast armies. They were on the move and political scheming was rampant. Yet in the midst of all of these intimidating situations, God said, Don't be afraid. Because I am with you. Can I tell you tonight? God is with you as a child of God. As the hymn writer so greatly put it, Fear not, I'm with thee. I want to sing it, but I'm not going to. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen and help thee and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand. If God has called you to something, don't be afraid. If He's called you, to, called you to serve, don't be afraid. He'll be there for you. God's not called us to play it safe. He's called us to trust Him and to do what God has told us to do. Wherever God has called us, He'll keep us. Let me give you three things and I'm through. Three things and I'm through. Real fast, what does the Bible say about fear? Number one, love casts out fear. First John 4:17 says, "Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. One of the first things you need to do and understand is to accept and understand that God loves you with a perfect love. His love ain't like our love. I can tell you that I love my wife and I can tell you that I love tacos. But I know that you know I don't love them the same. Right? I know you can't tell by looking at me, but it's true. Our love is different. But see, God's love is an almighty, all-powerful love that's unlike any love that we've ever known outside of Him. His love is not like our love, which has conditions attached, but it's perfect. It's unconditional love. I mean, do you really believe that? Because God said that. Do we believe this? It is the truth about God. And nothing you can do, good or bad, can alter His love for you because you are accepted in Jesus Christ. And as you mature in your love for God, you realize that you have nothing to fear because your Father has everything under control. You trust those you love and faith and love will give victory over fear. Number two, love cast out fear. 
the Lord carries our fear. Notice, the Bible says in Psalm 55, 22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I am so glad that He carries my fears. What's 1 Peter 5, 7 say? I think we got it up on the screen. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Giving Him all of your anxiety. That means releasing it, casting it, right? Well, I mean, we cast fishing poles, some of us in here, right? We, we've cast the ball through the ball and all that other kind of stuff. Cast, that means release it. Release it. Let go of it. Give it to Him. Casting all your care, all your fears, all your anxieties on Him. Because why? He cares for you. You see, anxiety is a burden we're not called to carry. He carries it for us. We're to lay our concerns on Christ because He carries them for us. I'm just giving you Bible. That's what the Bible says tonight. You don't have to fear. Number three, we should lean on Christ. The Bible says in Psalm 56 and verse 3, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. There's been some situations I've just been flat out scared to death. Two and a half weeks ago, for certain, I was in the Gulf of Mexico. 30 miles, 32 miles. Let me get that two in there. 32 miles in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico from shore. All of a sudden, I see this black line above the water way out there. And I'm going, hold mercy, we need to go. And I tell my buddy, I said, crank the boat, we got to go. So we head in. The water was just as calm and smooth, and then it wasn't. And we're in a 20-foot boat with 10-foot waves. Now, I don't know if anybody's been in a 20-foot boat with 10-foot waves, but you get caught up on your prayer life real quick. I literally was scared to death. I'm saying, oh, God, please help me. I'm not making this up. It might have been worse than that. I don't know. It was between bad words and prayers. Let me tell you, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, preacher. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. Not really. <laughs> I was, I, no, seriously, I was praying. I was scared. You got a 20-foot boat and a 10-foot wave, and it just don't mix. Water's coming in the boat. Both bilge pumps are going. I'm hanging on for dear life. And at that point, you, you can't run away from the storm because it'll flip the boat if you know anything about that kind of thing. And we just have to turn into it and bear it. We finally made it through what should have been an hour trip in took three hours. We finally made it through. Let me tell you something. We got back in and we heard, let me tell you, how, I'm trying to tell you how bad, how bad it was. We got back in. I'm literally scared to death. I prayed and prayed and prayed. I said, God, please, God, please help us. Help us to get back in. We got back in and got word that one boat sunk out there. They had to call the Coast Guard to rescue them. Another boat was swept offshore, missing for 24 hours, and there was three on that boat, and one died. It was, it was real. I ain't just making that up. It was real. 
and it came out of nowhere. And the fear and anxiety in my life, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. I'm scared to death. But there was only, there's only one thing we can do in those times. Is lead, it, I remember one of my prayers now. I said, Lord, I remember in the Bible over there that you calm the raging sea. God, please do it again. I know it sounds funny, but I'm telling you, that was the prayer. I said, Lord, you stretched out your hand and said, peace, be still. I said, please do it again. I was. I was praying because I was scared. And there's been times in your life when you're so scared. And we're so scared that God is so bigger than our problems. And the one that we should lean on should not be one in this room or, 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 or around the corner, but it should be Jesus Christ himself. Fear shows our lack of a close relationship with God. And confession is the first step in restoration. If we'll admit our sins to God, He promises to forgive us by coming clean. You'll discover that fear will flee from you. And if we'll just lean on Christ, our, our anxieties will wash away. I'm going to give you this. There will be times when you can't read the Bible. You'll be so stricken with fear you can't read. And sometimes we won't be able to focus our thoughts on God at all. We're so paralyzed by fear. And often we'll not be able to pray. But in those moments when we can't do anything else, we can still trust in the loving purposes of our Heavenly Father. No one knows what a day may bring. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It could be the worst day of your life. Who knows if we'll make it through this week. But our God is faithful to keep every one of His promises. Because our God is a good God like that. And nothing can happen to us except it first passes through the hands of God. And if your way is dark, even tonight, and the storm clouds are there, and the waves are high, and the valley's low, and the fire is hot, you just keep on believing and keep on trusting because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll not fail you. As the songwriter said, his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share with your people. We love you. May it help and bless someone.